Settle down now, settle down. You've heard the tale of Hunter's Bay from an errant, and you've heard it again from one of your own. Errants tell tales to stoke their own glory. The settled folk tell tales to leave their own lives for a while. Listen now, O oh Hunter's Bay, to the tale of Sister Grizzle, a classicist of the Iron Doctrine and the Book of Lore, who weaves a tale not for glory or for escape, but for the beauty of the words themselves. So far I have merely read along, turning the pages in time with the tale. Gather round now and hear me read aloud. What happened to brother and sister on that dire night beyond the safety of the hedge? Did they return safely back from that forest as dark as pitch, as deep as the vault of the skies? I shall tell you one part of this tale, and as for the other, we shall see. Kitzel! Hans! Oh, where could they be? Two settlers barely out of youth lost in the Blackwood so close to nightfall? I fear the worst. We'll find him, Grizz. I swear it on my life. The errant's call demands as much. What was it Wide Bertha said in Tales from the Tumbledown Fork? We thought ourselves bold and fearless errants, possessed of prowess, wisdom, and will. The Blackwood cared not a whit. Tell that oar of yours to keep watch over your life while you're tossing it around out here. Such a shame it would be if you lost it right before we have need of it. Oh, this oar has seen me through dozens of battles, you hear? Dozens! No bone is safe from cracking with my oar in one hand and water duck school in the other. Why, one time... I yes, yes. Now think, Grizzle, where did this brother and sister flee and why? Hunter's Bay is a proper thicket of sorrow, but these two don't carry that same stench. She's brash, and he's a pushover, but they love each other, that's certain. If there's a divide they can't cross together, then perhaps the Elder King really is forever lost. But no, family ties connect them still like a trail of breadcrumbs. The ancestors shine on such a bond. Find any clues over there? And what would I find that hasn't already been chased off by all your shouting? What was quaint on the boat and in the village is quite out of place here and now. Focus, Orland, if you please. You hear that? No. Me neither. Hans? Is that you, boy? Hans! Well, where have you been? Where's Kitzel? L look. Look where? L look here! If, if she's lost in the Blackwood, it's your fault for luring her out here. What's that? Quiet. Kitzel's courted danger for, for seasons now, but she never crossed the line until you came to town. Such fire, and yet none of it in your eyes. I could have shown her reason. If not for you, errants, blundering into our lives, she wouldn't be lost out there. She wouldn't be hiding outside the hedge in the first place. Eyes as dull as the dead. Now see here, young man. Your sister is out there alone as the forest awakes in the black of night, and you were out there with her. Do you remember this? Don't bother dangling con contrivances in front of me, classicist. I am not so easily baited. 
bewitched. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Here we are. In the words of Honest Eckert, let every tongue be silenced, living and dead. <laughs> Peace and quiet at last. Such fortune that I had that magic scrawled in the margins of my manuscript. And such a shame I didn't remember. Not out of the thicket yet, it seems. A bone bore here, now? Ah, oh, every road changes. This here's the third time I heard this tale, and I can't never figure what the... What's that? I said this here's the third time I heard this tale, and what's your point? I'm getting to it. Ahem. Have I missed something in my telling? No, not at all, Sister Grizz. And yet, there's something you can't never figure. Well, it's just... You're a classicist of that iron... Doctrine? <laughs> they say that's full of tales about fighting and, and battle and all that. Yes. Well, if you studied all that, why didn't you just whip up something to make quick work of that bone bore? Contrary to what traveling tinkers might tell you, my good hunter, a classicist does not have some arsenal of magic stored away for a moment's notice. Our craft is cultivated through study and meditation, stored in the pages of our manuscripts through intricate calligraphy and meticulous illumination. We walk the road for years before we find the first scrap of magic. We are powerful but limited. After such effort, still more is required to summon the magic from our pages. Well, sure, I, I, I remember that part of your tale, but why didn't you hurl a fireball from that Iron Doctrine of yours? The Iron Doctrine is a treatise on martial training and strategy. It has much to teach us about conducting a siege, but it cannot conjure up a fireball. I'd need a dragon pearl for that, and aren't those hard to come by? They are, Hawk, and you know it. But what about whipping up a storm of knives to fillet the beast, huh? The Iron Doctrine is not some crude instrument to bludgeon the heads of our enemies. Entire chapters are devoted to defense and attack, but on the scale of the Fellowship, not the Errant. No, for this foe, I had only Orlin's valor and my most clever scheming to see us through. Send it off, Orlin! <laughs> Woes. Remember the tale of Betty of Warren's Down, who spoke her mind and feared no censure. Next time, keep your spells pointed in the right direction. Now, have at thee, vile beast. What to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. Sit down, young man. I'm serious. Don't make me get me. You've brought this upon yourself, lad. See what you made me do. You'll be sore for hours after those nerve strikes, but you just wouldn't listen. Let's see. Whole chapters devoted to keeping up morale. No, page upon page of a treatise to improve camp food. That won't do. What's this? A love letter? Oh, for the folly of youth. 
you hurry it up here? This beast's almost gored me thrice! I'm working! Wait a moment. Camp food. Like this? Oh, it'll have to do. <clears throat> Are you about ready with some classicist trick or what? Yes! Once, you poor beast, there was a man who called himself Dyson Cleaver, known throughout the land as a chef of peerless skill. Hurry up! Hurry up! They say he could feed an army using only the rations of a few errands, but none knew his greatest feat, save me. To cut time in the kitchen, he'd worked up a bit of magic to prepare a table full of food at once. Slicing and dicing vegetables, seasoning meat, or sucking the marrow out of a whole plate of bones. And oh, you patrons of the pampered cow, I did just that to that poor bone boar. <laughs> poor? That beast was as large as a grizzly. That beast enthralled, no doubt, by With some... more tusks than I could count. By some elf to do unnatural deeds... And great bony plates from nose to tail. Who's interrupting now, Orland? <clears throat> Sorry, Grizz. Go on. Ahem. And so, I drained the marrow from the bone boar's bones, and that great hillock of rage and muscle collapsed under its own weight. Quite a gruesome sight, all told. But alas, cleverness is the domain of a classicist, and I had nothing better to remove that obstacle from our path. With the danger overcome, Orland carried Hans back to the ruined just outside the village hedge where we had found refuge the night before. Set him down over there, Orland. And probably best to tie him into that chair. Well, what about Kitzel? I fear for her too, but she's a capable hunter and Hans is bewitched with elven magic. I'll need time to cleanse the meddling from his mind and I shall need you to keep watch over us while I work. If Kitzel stumbles back this way, all the better. But if it's another bone boar, or worse... I'll never fear. My, my ore is made of the strongest Just wooden Just keep your wits about you. Um, now, use this dried-up old brain of yours, Grizzle. All elven magic comes from a totem. Orland, search him. Tell me if you find anything that looks like it was swiped from a pagan. Hans won't be able to hide anything from me. But Hans isn't the type to go wandering in the black wood. I dare say those hands haven't been scuffed more than twice in his whole life. How did the elf bewitch him inside the village? The hedge is strong enough still to keep them out. Are there pagans about? Oh, perhaps one of the hunters. No, any paganism could not have hidden in the lodge after Kitzel's fiery words last night. How then? What's the secret? Aha! They say in his youth the elder king was loved by every beast and bird. With the authority of the Elder King, I command thee to cease thy song. Now I've got you, little meddler. And what a fool I am. A whole village full of little golden birds. Some of the villagers took them as pets, so Kitzel said, and I couldn't see it. Pets when they don't have grain enough to feed themselves. And the when we arrived. Oh, that was dark magic, and I'm a proper giddy head to have missed it. What are you mumbling to yourself over there? Have you worked out the puzzle yet, or what? Forgive me, Orland. I was cursing these old bones. Hopefully not like you did with that bone boar. Stirred from my reverie, it was high time to free our dear Hans from his prison. And heed my words, lest you think bewitchment to be a trifle. To remove an elven meddling from a person is a mercy, but without the totem, it is no kindness. Oh, how he wailed! 
Remember when, for weeks, you were all certain his wailing was some new and terrible danger? A horror of tooth and claw come to ruin a weakened village? I'm right here. Oh, the bright torch of his suffering that night! But through careful recitation of my most potent tales, I severed the connection between him and that infernal songbird. We coaxed him away from the thicket and back within his ancestors' embrace. Such is what we seek to do every year on this night, Ancestors' Eve. But before we say the words, we must finish this part of the tale. Now hold him up, Orland. He'll be weak after that ordeal. Where's Kitzel? She ran off into the forest to try and help you, Hans. What? N no, the... The bird... Oh... How could I do this? It wasn't wise, boy. But you weren't yourself. You had elves licking at your heels, but... You're going to be all right. Oh, I feel terrible. And you will for a while yet. But it's important that you focus, Hans. What do you remember from the past few hours? Do you remember when you last saw your sister? We... We were fighting in the cottage, and then I ran. And soon enough, my... No. That bird was whistling in my ear, and I, I can't remember what happened next. I remember thorns and brambles, a ring of beaks around, hmm, no. And then, then I couldn't speak, and you paralyzed me, you- That's all then? Do you remember Kitzel at all after you fled the cottage? Well, I think the- What's that racket? Quiet. No, listen. There's something going on inside the hedge, and I see the glow of a fire outside the window. Well, Pond's better talk on the move, because whatever's happening in there doesn't sound nice. And so it was that the elf hadn't finished licking at our heels quite yet. We overcame that threat together, but that is not our tale to tell. Tonight, for the third time, when Ancestor's Eve asks us to commit our departed to the starry meadow where our ancestors rest and watch over us, Join your voices with mine now. Oh, ancestors, we seek your guidance. Ancestors, we seek your guidance. We seek to learn from your failures. We seek to learn from your failures. We seek to build upon your successes. We seek to build upon your successes. Therefore, we make this threefold oath. Therefore, we make this threefold oath. To the river. Where the Elder King's wisdom flows. To the river, where the Elder King's wisdom flows. To the wood, where the thicket always waits. To the wood, where the thicket always waits. To the margin, where we stand in need of your favor. To the margin, where we always stand in need of your favor. And so we raise these ashes and commit them to the flame to rise to you in the stars. May you find them worthy, and may they guide us still. Thank you for listening to The Tale of Hunter's Bay, an original audio drama set in the Blackwood and produced by the Mythic Gazetteer, your guide to bright new worlds. Episode 3, The Classicus Tale, 
was written by Eli Kurtz and features the voice talent of Elise Dawson, Alex Goodman, and Arnie Parrott, with supporting voices from Shelby Garrett and Eli Kurtz. Our theme song is composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. He can be reached at atptunes.com. Additional sound effects and music are sourced from Soundly. Find out more at getsoundly.com. Special thanks to Misdirected Mark Productions for broadcasting our tale. To tell your own tales in the Blackwood, download a playtest copy of Errant Deeds, Tall Tales in the Blackwood, on drivethroughrpg.com or on itch.io. Now, go forth, Errants, and walk the way's margin for yourselves. (laughs) 